Father. We adore and glorify you. Thank you for your word, which is life and truth. Break now that bread of life. Inspire us with your power, wisdom, and love to speak, to hear, to understand, and to accept your word, which is life. And at the end, oh Father, the word we will speak and hear will testify unto our salvation that we may be busy doing the right things at the right times to your glory and honor. We pray through Christ our Lord and Savior. Please be seated. Again, we thank God for this privilege of life to gather together this wonderful day and time as we remind ourselves of who we are, the privileges we have, and the responsibilities that God has played under our shoulders as members of his church. And again, we thank God for another year of gathering us together under the remembrance and celebration of the ministry of Saul of Tarsus, who ran this race before us, who has become the model that we follow, even as through him, follow Christ. I want to welcome all of us to this 2021 St. Paul's Week of Lectures. And on your behalf, we say to our God and Father, we all praise, honor, and glory when he is now and forever in Jesus' name. I don't know, has any one of you here been told or said it to someone or heard it being said to someone that someone is busy doing nothing? Have you heard that statement before? That someone is busy doing nothing. Maybe you must have said it to someone before. Or you've heard it being said to someone. Busy doing nothing. Well, can someone really be busy doing nothing? Is it possible? Come on, I'm asking you. Well, someone is busy. They must be doing something. How can someone be busy doing nothing? It doesn't make sense. When someone is busy, they must be doing something. Isn't that right? But we also believe that someone can be busy doing nothing. So, busy doing nothing simply means doing the wrong thing, is that right? At uh, the, wrong, the, the, the wrong time. You are busy doing something, but what you are doing doesn't make any sense at the right, at the time you are doing it. It doesn't correspond. It simply means that you are doing something that is not needful. You agree? You agree? Because physically, grammatically, however way you look at it, someone cannot be busy doing nothing. You are doing something. But when we say you're busy doing nothing, so you're doing something that has no relevance to the moment. Therefore, even though you're busy, you're doing what? Nothing. As we read the gospel according to St. Matthew, the very portion that forms the theme of our celebration 2021, what we just had read now, we need to ask ourselves, what really is Jesus talking about? Making reference to what happened for how many thousands, maybe hundreds of years ago. It's about 430 years before then, before this statement was made by Christ. Now, what reference is he making? Speaking about the kingdom of God, about the urgency of the gospel, about the importance of people believing in him, believing in his world, which is life and truth. And he says, as he was in the days of Noah, surely be days of the son of man. What relevance is that? What a correlation. What happened in the days of Noah? Well, 
We are all Bible students, and I'm sure we have invited some wonderful scholars who will take, through, take us through this. So I'm not one of them. But as a pastor, the little I can understand, in the days of Noah, what happened? We know the story too well. The earth, the world was so full of unrighteousness, corruption of all forms. I mean, well, when we say unrighteousness, that, that, that just sums up everything evil. People were enjoying life, not like people of Abangwa not know. That's a different part of enjoying life. Are you with me? They were not enjoying the way we are doing in Abangwa not. They were enjoying life in every negative way against the will and desire of God. And God wasn't happy with that. He won and won through all who were able to listen to him and let him use them to warn the people. And then he went through Noah, a man who was found to be righteous. Not that he was sinless, but he was found to be what? Right? Oh, no difference between being sinless and righteous. A man that God chose that he is in right standing with him. Reason is better known to who? To God. And God used him to go and warn these people. I am about to wipe every creature away. Build an ark. We know the story too well. Then the ark was built, took time and all that. And God instructed Noah on what to do. At the end of the day, when Noah was telling people flood was coming, flood was coming, they said, Lord, we've been seeing rain all our lives. There's nothing new about rain. So what is talking about? Of course, when it rains, in the valley places, it does what? It floods. So, ah, yeah, we know about flood. Well, if it is flooding this way, we move to the other place. No, I said, no, something is coming. God is ending this earth with, with, with water and flood. So, ah, God, no, that's not happening. Remember the story our forefathers told us when they were in Egypt, how they crossed the Red Sea, how everything went good for them, and they are in this wonderful land that God has given them. What is going to happen? God is not that unjust. Come on, let's live life until when it happened all through the story. Now Jesus 430 years later refers to his second coming and he says as he was in the days of Noah, so it will be. And the Bible tells us in the days of Noah, they were marrying and giving to marriage and eating and celebrating. And Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, people will be marrying and eating and giving to marriage. So it will be when I will come. Now what is wrong with that? What is Jesus saying? Uh, marrying and giving to marriage. Is that evil? Is that wrong? Is that sin? Of course, what is that about? They'll be eating and drinking. Ah, when did eating and drinking become sin? What really is it all about? Shouldn't we be eating and drinking? Shouldn't we be giving to marriage and marrying? That is part of life. Those are following what God asks us to do. So what in the world is Jesus saying? He's not condemning marriage and giving to marriage. He's not condemning eating and drinking, but making a point. Like what the teacher in Ecclesiastes tells us. That there is time for... There is time for... I remember one day we were here at St. Paul's. I believe I was preaching or so. I might say something. That some people sleep during sermon. Why would you sleep? be sleeping when you come to church? I remember Prof. Cavallo said something afterwards. He said, well, yes, but people should hear what my Lord Bishop said about sleeping. Even though Prof. says that the Bible tells us that God gives those he loves what? He gives them sleep. And he also says, but there is still time for... 
Sleeping is not evil if you sleep when? Are you with me? Eating and drinking, marrying and giving to marriage. There's nothing wrong with that. So somebody will not say, ah, let's wait to I'm not going to get into marriage now. The Bible says that's what we are doing then and they forgot to go to the kingdom of God. That's not the point. The point is doing the right thing at the wrong time is equal to busy doing what? Doing nothing. People were marrying and giving to marriage. They were eating and drinking but they forgot to listen to the message of the moment. God is angry and about to destroy the earth. He didn't say don't eat. He didn't say don't marry. He didn't say don't give to marriage. He didn't say don't build houses. But as you do that, remember, do it in preparation for what God is about to do. Do that in preparation for what God is about to do. As I said earlier, I'm sure the canon and the, 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 the committee members have invited wonderful theologians and scholars who will pieces the theme to us. But for me, as a pastor again, let me tell us the problem with Noah's time is not that people were doing what was wrong. They were doing what was right, but they were doing it at the wrong time. They were doing what they should do, but they're doing it at the wrong time. And above all, they were not paying attention to what was important. The same way Jesus taught the same message using Mary and Martha, the two sisters, if you remember, when a stranger comes to your house preparing food, is that evil? Is that sin? Is that wrong? But when you prepare food and that takes you away from listening to the message of the time, then preparing food becomes what? Becomes a problem. It becomes a distraction. Now what am I trying to say? When people were marrying and giving to marriage, when they were eating and drinking, people of God, the Bible tells us Noah was the one telling them what was going on. I don't know where the rest of the prophets were at that time. I have to dig out and see what the Bible will tell us. We are the people who were entrapped apart from Noah saying, see what God has told me. See what God has told me. Where was everybody else? Where was that big silence and vacuum? Building the ark and letting them know the rain was about to come wasn't necessarily all that were needed. There was more needed than that. And that is how this message relates to us as a church. We live in a time, if we stay here and number the list of sin and unrighteousness around us, even the whole of this building will not contain that. That is not what we are interested in. The interest of this message, the interest of this year's celebration is to remind us that people around us, when I say us, the church, Jesus is speaking to the church. He wasn't speaking to the generation of Noah. He's speaking to us, the church. And he says, as it was in those days, people were doing what they wanted, but there were no directions. That's how it really bothers on us. Nobody gave directions. In fact, those who could have given directions joined in eating and drinking and giving to marriage. So when the flood came, again, I don't know where the prophets were. It was in the ark where Noah and who? Were there any prophets there? I don't know if you have ever thought about that. Noah and his family. Were there no prophets? Were there no men, people who were telling God the Lord said? Where were they? As in the days of Noah, so it is today that the rest of the world 
is doing whatever they want to do. That is not the problem that God has. God's problem, Christ's problem today is that even the church is also eating, drinking, marrying, and giving to, I don't mean wedding and traditional. The church is busy eating and drinking, marrying, and giving to marriage. And that's where I believe God laid this thing in our hearts. 2021. After all we went through last year, people of God, the anger of God is burning hotter this year than it burned at the days of Noah. Sinfulness and unrighteousness are on, on, on the increase today than they were in the days of Noah. But something also is different. God's anger is not more on the rest outside. God's anger is more on the church. God's anger is more on who? On the church. The rest of the world can eat and drink the more that they want to. Why should the church be part of that? When God is angry, when sin is growing, when our righteousness is multiplying, we can name them sexual immorality. We see corruption in all different levels. We see kidnapping and killing and children of innocent blood. I mean, what do we not see? In the midst of that, the church is so complacent. The church is quiet. Well, we're not quiet. The church is eating, drinking, marrying, and giving to marriage. Let you understand what I mean. I know when we are here this 2021, St. Paul's Week, many of us are gathered here, not even for this communion and this bishop shouting and preaching. That is not what we want. We are looking for the time. I don't know what it is today, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Program continues, right? I don't know when it will be today. When the men of God will come and we all will gather and they will, they will start pouring blessings. Are you with me? As you come into 2021, all oh, the Egyptians of 2020, you will not see them again. In the name of Jesus. There you go. Eating and drinking, marrying and giving to marriage. In the year 2021, all that has been eating away your prosperity, the Lord will set them ablaze in the name of Jesus. Marrying and giving to marriage. Eating and drinking. Everybody is ready. Let me tell you what the Bible says. It says, woe is the man who tells people there is joy, there is celebration when there is danger. Have you heard that from the Bible? Did the Bible say that? When you tell people there is blessing when curse is coming, God says, woe to you. The church is so complacent. It's all about raising hands up and receiving blessings with filthy hands, with the hands filled of blood. We are raising hands, receiving blessings. No wonder every year we walk one step forward and turn backwards spiritually. But nobody's interested in facing the issues of the moment. People of God, the greater issues of the moment is that the church is getting less spiritual and more entertaining. Someone hear what I said? Please, can I hear you say that? That the church is getting a... And what? Eating and drinking, marrying and giving to marriage. How many times do you go about and see among the millions of posters of programs around, how many times do you read Repent or you go to hell. Do you read that very often? I'm asking you. In the posters around the town, do you read repent or go to hell? Do you read depart from iniquity? Do you read love your person, your neighbors? Do you read walk in righteousness? 
What do you read? Come, ninth of blessing, ninth of prosperity, the year of my egalihu, the year of my Ezotasta, the year of my Iwewe, the year of my Ilieri. Is that not what we read? Eating and drinking, marrying and giving to marriage. Any pastor who doesn't preach, you will be blessed and your enemies will be cursed. That pastor is not in tune. Eating and drinking. Jesus says, as it was in that day, so it will be. You and I must change our position. We must understand who we are. The church of God is not planted to join the rest of the world. We are to make a difference. The man was doing what everybody else would do. What gave him fame. What he was known for. Doing what he was applauded for. Bible tells us that that man, when he was a little younger, few weeks ago, few months ago, maybe a year ago, that that man was so happy when someone was being stoned to the point that when the people who were stoning him felt so much sweat, they removed their clothes and he will keep it. Go ahead and stone him. After the killing of Stephen, that man was given another honor. He got another rank. The next rank was Anywhere you want to go, come. We will give you uh, the power, the authority, so that you will go and arrest and destroy some people. But to God be the glory that the people he was to go and arrest are called the people who follow what? Who follow what? Oh, it's not Christ. That's not what the Bible says. So if anybody was on the way, people who were following the, the way, Thank God some man came and told us even before that time that he is the truth, life, and uh, the way. If you read your Bible, further, we're going to ask, where will ask about apostles? Where will Luke record it to exactly what it was? If anybody was following the way. Now Christ was dead before now. Why couldn't they say if anybody was following Christ? Now let me keep that as an assignment. Please about that. Why would you say if anybody was following Jesus? I would say Jesus is already gone. Why would you say if anybody was following the way? Think about that. But the point is, the man was walking against the way. Have you experienced somebody when the breeze is blowing, when the wind is blowing, if you are going against the flow of the breeze, what happens? What happens? You stay steady? You stay steady. What happens? Go to blow away. We are celebrating the power that blows away anyone that stands against its flow. And the best to know that is about the man we are celebrating. We are remembering his ministry to Paul. A time when people were marrying and given to marriage, celebrating, eating, and drinking. People of God, we live in a time that the church is needed most. As we celebrate St. Paul's week of lecture 2021, remind yourself that you live at a time when you, a member of the church, part of the church, when you are needed most in your little corner. These are no days of raising hands and receiving blessings. These are days of closing our hands, talking to God, preparing ourselves for the work outside. The walk outside demands more from us than we think we need the blessings of God. Let me say it again. The walk 
The responsibility of the church today is more than how we think we need the blessings from heaven. Someone hear what I said? These are no errors of releasing, receiving blessings. This is an error of showcasing the glory of God as the church. We have spent too much time receiving blessings, receiving prosperity, receiving healing, receiving all kinds of things. These are days of giving to the world what we have. And it's the only thing we have. What is that? Jesus the Christ. Saul of Tarsus was forced to say for the first time in his life, who are you? Who are you? This man never called anybody Lord in his life. Never. Very ugly looking man. So ugly. Very short. With his bow legs. But so powerful. Never called anybody Lord. But the first day he said Lord, he couldn't even leave up his face to see who the Lord is. People of God, what am I trying to say? We have the power that can turn the worst and the strongest of strongholds of the enemy around if we are willing to use that power. I said again, these are no days of receiving, receiving. People of God, we've received enough as a church. If we have, this is time to keep what we receive so that people will know that we are serving the almighty God. Let us not be guilty of busy doing nothing. In the course of the celebration of St. Paul's letter, going through this week, please prepare yourself. Do not be guilty of busy. Doing what? Doing what? Running around from pole to pillar. Attending program and program and program. Some of us are here today. I'm sure there's something that we'll be next time. The next week, another poster. The next week, another poster. What are we trying to go and get? Blessings. Raising hands up. These days, you don't see posters where people are quiet praying. Every hand is up. Doing what? Doing what? Receiving prosperity. Every poster you see, all hands are up. Receiving. God has given us enough. When Paul raised his hand, his eyes up, he was responding to the power above all powers. The time has come for us as a church to use what the Lord has given us. Let us not be guilty of busy doing nothing. Let us not gather here these days just to raise our hands to receive. Let us be prepared to engage what we have to showcase outside. Because as it was in the days of Noah, people are about to perish. The glory be to God that you and I are here. Make sure that no one perishes at your watch as the church. Make sure that no one is swept away by the flood of the anger of God at your watch. People of God, we will be doomed as a church if in this our generation God cannot have best souls ready for his kingdom. People of God, Many people are going to hell every day at the watch of the church. When I mean many people, I mean many, they fly to hell from the church. Did you hear what I said? So they fly to hell from where? From the church. Because we are busy receiving blessing, glory, prosper, and all that stuff. The church ought not to be guilty of busy. Time has come. For as it was in the day of Noah, let us not relax and think that all is well. All is not well. The heart of God is bleeding because 
the church is powerless doing nothing. But I believe that God, who has left us to be around in 2021, is more than ready to equip, to strengthen, to guide us, to give us all we need. That we will rise from this celebration and go as Paul did. And go and showcase the glory of God among the Gentiles. Among who? Among who? We can spend the rest of the year discussing about the Gentiles. That's not the point. But let us know that our calling as a church is among the Gentiles. Not among the Jews as it is now. We are to go among who? Among who? Look at your corner. Look at your neighborhood. Look at the office where you work. Look at where you live. Look at around you. There are Gentiles. And we are sent among the Gentiles. Those who believe do not count. Those who believe are not part of it. Those who believe we have nothing to do with. Those are the people that God is leading the church to. For many are perishing. But woe. To the gate man who doesn't want the people inside of the danger coming. The Bible says, if anything happens to the people inside, I will ask them their blood. From who? From who? From the watchman. May that not be our portion in Jesus' name. Let us not be busy doing nothing. Let us get to our knees here in this celebration. Let us open our eyes up. And ask God for the power so that our lives will become transforming agents so that the people around us will not perish as they did in the days of Noah, but that they will heed to the voice of salvation and turn, and we and them will become partakers of the kingdom of God. Remember, Jesus says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not tell. The word of God spoken shall never pass away. Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. As it was in the days of Noah. Busy doing nothing. Ask yourself as a Christian. Are you busy? Running from program to program? Morning, afternoon, night? Just to showcase. To let people see. Or are you really doing the right thing needed? Letting your life shine. That people seeing your life. They glorify your that's all it's all about. This, these are no days of playing church. These are days of living Christ-like life. But God, we've played church enough. Time has come for us to become Christ-like. Then Paul, Saul of Tarsus, played religion. He was very good at it. He was applauded for it. But when he met Christ, he stopped playing religion. He became Christ-like. And so, each and every one of us here is expected. Stop playing church. Begin to live as Christ. Be busy doing the right thing. Letting your life shine. Remember, the word of God shall never pass away. He has spoken. The days are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. You and I have been commissioned to showcase the glory of God. Are you ready and willing to do that? Speak to God on your behalf that being part of this celebration 2021 will not just be running through emotions, raising hands, asking for prosperity and healing and blessing. What do you do with that? 
How many souls get touched when you do all this receiving and receiving and receiving? God says, ask for that which is more important. That you may know Christ and the power of his resurrection. So with that power, you can transform that man and woman around you. Without that, we are useless before God. Pray. That as Paul said, Oh Lord, that you will begin to experience Jesus as Lord and not Father Christmas who will run go and get blessing and healing and prosperity. That's it. But when you are sick, you go again for healing and prosperity. There's no money. You come to church for prosperity. When you are sick, you come for healing. When you need children, you come for child. When you need job, you come for employment. When business is not going well, you come for business. That's all. God says, I need you to go to the Gentiles and showcase my glory. At the end of this program, pray that God may use you. It's a question of us and we. You. It was one soul. You are enough for the papers. Pray that God may strengthen us as a church together. We'll be doing the right things at the right time. We will never be found guilty of busy doing nothing. And so, Almighty Father, we thank you for your word, which is life and truth. Once again, you promise, you echoed in our hearts this evening, that heaven and earth shall pass away, but none of your word will. Therefore, Father, may what we've spoken and heard never pass away through us without accomplishing the reason for listening to your word. Strengthen us by the power of your word. Inspire us with the wisdom in your word. Guide us with the spirit of your word. That we may live by it. That Father, at the end, your church may never be guilty of busy doing nothing. It will fulfill our obligations to glory and honor and not to So, this we ask through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior.